0: Welcome, everybody. We have another exciting interview for you today. Today, with us, we have Lucas Gillespie. Lucas is a director of digital learning and media for Surrey County Schools in North Carolina. Welcome, Lucas. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Thanks so for having me. I got a question for you. I am not stalking your Facebook page, but I notice on your Facebook page, and this is before we get into some other stuff, you're always posting pictures of you, family, friends playing board games. And I'm so fascinated by this because I, I used to, I was a big Dungeons and Dragons and like Risk and games like that when I was a kid, but I really have not played them since then. And everyone knows I'm a gamer, but yet I'm not into these board games. What kind of games are you guys playing when you're doing all this stuff?
1: Oh gosh. It's so, so I got hooked, um, probably six or seven years ago. Um, with with kind of my first gateway sorts of of games into the tabletop um gaming and and got in at a fantastic time because i've, I've been telling people there's a renaissance going on in tabletop games yeah but there is, is not, definitely this isn't your grandma's board game. this isn't candyland and monopoly sure. in life and all that's what games.
0: i play with my kids we play candyland that's my oh, extent of board games right now candyland literally
1: so <laughs> agonizing for parents oh so um so yeah, I um, I started with, with some um, deck building games um, like DC Universe, which is fantastic, the DC deck building games, um, and then moved into your typical, what I think would be considered staple games right now, Ticket to Ride, um, Carcassonne, um, gosh, what else are we playing? And, and well, it, it is advanced into quite, um, uh, a hobby maybe an addiction you might call it uh and playing even more complex games like scythe and um i'm trying to think of some others but then also social games as well uh, lately it's, it's a lot of fun to get together and play games like anomia or exploding kittens and things like that there's just so much out there and there's just constant new stuff coming out all the time kickstarters and and so forth yeah. and so that's that's what my family spends a lot of time doing no i haven't um, heard
0: of any of these games are they kind of like Dungeons and Dragons like is that what they're are they similar to that are they like in depth do they take a long time to play?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Well, some, some do and some don't. So there's there's something out there for everyone. My number one recommendation for people is is to go and, and check out your um, your friendly local gaming store. Gotcha. There, there's one just about everywhere. I mean, we if we have one here in rural northwest North Carolina. Uh, then you've probably got one nearby and, um, and, and just talk to the folks in that store and say, you know, this is, this is the kind of game I like, uh, I'd I'd be interested in, in, playing this. They have a lot of open game nights. And I'll tell you another thing that's springing up all around, um, are board game cafes. And that is a fantastic experience. Get together with a few friends, four to six friends, and go out, have a nice meal. And typically these places have games, a big library of games that um, you can select a game and they'll often teach you how to play it um, right there on the spot. And that's a great way to learn too yeah I gotta do so that with my out. kids
0: I gotta do that with my kids because I think they would enjoy that and we just we we you know we are it's like Candyland and I do have a five year old but my nine year old and seven year old could play some of these more advanced oh, games yeah. I mean they can read they can do stuff and they're playing like roblox and all I mean they they can they can understand it I think that's a yeah. really cool idea I just you know I'm not stalking your page I just notice <laughs> it every once in a while and I'm always like, wow, that's really cool I need to get into that and we now have a club at UNCW that does it we have uh, there seems to be a big student population that's into it yeah. so. Just wanted to ask you that really quick um, yeah, before we really yeah. got it's, into stuff. It's
1: it's a lot of fun. I recommend it to anyone, and and it's a good sort of of counterpoint to to our uh, spending all of our time, you know, with our faces buried in screens. The sure. Theater.
0: Well, that's um, what I mean. It's, it's like
1: like, what? hey, let's get together, eat some Cheetos, and and have some drinks, and and play a good board game. Yes. Okay.
0: So you, I want to go to your background a little bit. So you have a yeah. Bachelor of Arts in Biology. I do. You got a Master's degree in Instructional Technology. So where did this, you know, bio, and then you went in to be a teacher, where did this, when did you, st- were you like one of those people that played games your whole life? Or yeah. when did you start, you know, wh- wh- is that? So you, you've you been playing forever. Yeah, my, my geek cred, right? And to go along with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I, I always ask every gamer that question. Oh, when yeah, did yeah. you start? And they're all like, when I was five, you know, I mean, I started yeah. when I was three with Atari, like.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much my story too. With, with me, it was, um. The Atari 2600 Yeah. Um, at, that my mom actually got my dad for Christmas one year. And um, and then, of course, I, I was very much a part of playing that and, and having that experience growing up. The 80s were, were a great time to grow to grow up. Yes. Um, and then went from there um, to the Commodore 64 and, um, and and playing around with that as a kid. And so I, I've been in and around it all my life. Um, and then, so fast forward with my career, um, w- what was interesting was as I-, I went in as part of the North Carolina Teaching Fellows program with a love of science, and and I loved um, being around students and 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 young people, and and so I thought, well, let's let's look at teaching as a career, and and fortunately was able to get that scholarship, and um and went into the classroom and fell in love with it, and not only was it was it fantastic to be able to teach science, um, but I also found that um, many of my students and I had a common interest in gaming. Um, and so that, that was always a point of building relationships with my students, with a, with a group of my students anyway, that we had this shared interest in, in all things gaming. And so as that, that progressed over time, my classroom became the place where, where the gamer geeks would hang out and it was a safe place and we could teach gotcha. out together. So
0: that's how you started, um, like really up. building into everything. You you know, yeah. your students found out, hey, this guy's a gamer. That's really cool. Our teacher's actually cool, you know. <laughs> well, in certain subsets. Yes, in certain right? subsets of the population, they would say right, that. Right. I would have said that. That's why I just assume well, everyone else a, would too. You would have been welcome to my
1: classroom. <laughs> Not everyone was welcome, but it was certainly, it was one of those things where it was a point of connection. And so then, when it came to um, sort of like electronic games, video games, and such, it was my students who really um, I blame for some of my my early online gaming addictions. So I had a student introduce me to EverQuest, my first um, massively multiplayer online role yeah. play game. Um, absolutely got hooked. So that student and I would would play together, but we would also th- there was a lot of downtime in that game, so we'd spend a lot of that time. Um, I would review with him like, okay, we have a physical science. You have a physical science test tomorrow. Let's review while we're just sitting here while we're running forever. in yeah. this Yeah. Uh, running from one place to another. And, and then, uh, we, we began to recruit other students and eventually we formed a player guild of, it was just me and students. And so this was sort of an informal space, um, outside of the classroom where I was able to connect with my students. And, and then that, that those kinds of relationships progress forward into other games like Dark Age of Camelot, and then ultimately World of Warcraft, which was a huge, um, many year um, kind of experience with me and other students. And what's awesome is I have a great relationship with those students still to this day. Um, that we're connected on Facebook, and and you know we hang out when we can, when we're together, and all that. It, it's just a, it's a really awesome thing. That then sowed the seeds for me um, professionally because I was having these really awesome, engaging experience with students, and I began to wonder, why not find ways to connect that to classroom learning? Mm-hmm. What would happen if, what would it look like if I could get a bunch of students together and we could play World of Warcraft as a group of students?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, together. And so that that then facilitated a lot of my my other projects. Uh, and, and what was awesome and I'll have to give a shout out to uh, my instructional technology experience at at UNC Wilmington was going through that program and looking at instructional design. And and I began to make connections um, between what I was seeing in instructional design and some of the the methodologies there and thinking there's a lot of this that exists in games. Um, There's a lot of overlap Mm -hmm. because any game has to teach you how to play the game and they Whether do a, an they usually manual. do a
0: great job at it they're you one really of the some, good some, some of them are just amazing
1: yeah world of warcraft was a perfect example it was funny because when i started my grad program i was like well i'm not gonna have time for this world of warcraft yeah stuff anymore. So <laughs> i quit for the first semester and and then i realized no i need a coping mechanism to balance <laughs> out my my work-life balance so i went back into it and that's when just all all the all Quite. my cylinders started firing i was like These guys get instructional design. They don't may not know that they get it, but they do. Yes. Good at what can I take and apply to instructional design to the classroom, a teacher professional development, whatever it is. And so that's that's kind of been my story since.
0: So that led you to starting up something called World of Warcraft in schools. You started this website Edu Realms and you start EDU EDU Realms, Edu Realms. How do you pronounce that? Is it EDU? Yeah, Realms, Edu Realms, EDU Realms. Great, it's a great name actually. It's brilliant. EDU Realms. I mean, it's pretty cool. For anyone that's into like wow and gets, you know, the gaming scene, it's a really great website name. But uh so you started up this wow in school project how so you had you started up it sounded like you started very like grassroots like growing 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 but at some point you had to go to your principal or and some parents or the school board and say hey i want to introduce games into the classroom now i've introduced games trying to do games and we're in 2020 you're talking about like you know maybe 10 years ago trying to do this Mm -hmm. and i got a lot of pushback so how did this How, what was that like going through and doing this the first time Um, you suggested this?
1: I I, I live a charmed life (laughs) and right place, right time, I think for, for a lot of things. And this was one of those, those situations. Um, I had um, halfway through my, my program in instructional design, I left the classroom and went to a district level position and inherited um, a program um, that also included some federal funding with it and, and decided to change the direction of the way that we were, we were moving with some things and looking for other ways to some innovative ways to engage students. And, um, and so I just, it was, it was, it literally was a shower thought kind of thing. You know, it's like, I have an idea. (laughs) And, and basically I said, okay, if, if I could use world of Warcraft to teach, what would I do? And so I, I started a Google doc, uh, or or something. I, I don't yeah. know notepad or something. And <laughs> I just started like listening. You could teach this. I could teach ecology and plants because there is an ecology sure. in that world. I could teach social um, cultural things mm-hmm. and and look at how that's interpreted in that game. I could teach economics. Yeah. I could teach you know leadership and. Um, and group dynamics and, you know, and and all these things. I just started this list and it just started flowing out, you know, like write this down. And then later on, I think of something else and I'd add it to the list. And finally it got to the point where I went to um, my boss, who was the assistant superintendent um, in Pender County. And, and I said, I have this idea, it's nuts, but what I want to do is, and, and I explained the gist of the idea and after, uh, and she was very kind and very patient with me as she always was. <laughs> uh, and just, as you are with folks who are overly zealous about ideas and things like that, she's like, okay. And finally at the end, she said, okay, I'm going to stop you. Said, I don't understand anything <laughs> you just said about all this gaming stuff and the technology. So, but I can tell this is something that would be good for yes. kids. Let's give it a try. And and that was it. Um, and so Um, I had a teacher, uh, Craig Lawson, who um, still works in Pender County, and he and I um, partnered because we were both in the same guild uh, together. Uh, And so it was like, hey, you're teaching language arts. Um, What do you think about this? And I had a principal who was receptive to these kinds of ideas. His principal was was very innovative. um, And and she was into this kind of, you know, trying new things. And I said, let's 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 don't go for necessarily our top flyers, but let's let's look at those at-risk students. Students who are um, attendance issues, who have behavioral issues, um, whatever it is, maybe they're struggling in math and reading or whatever. Let's get those kids. I said, give me 15 of those kids. I can fund 15 of them um, to be in an after-school program. And this is what we're going to do. And um, a few weeks later, uh, we were up and running. I had my 15 awesome students, boys and girls. Um, and, and we launched the program. and the things that we saw in the year that we ran, the, the couple years that we ran that program there early on, just amazing. Just amazing. Um, we had We had a parent, it was funny because one of my favorite stories to tell is one of the parents called um, the assistant superintendent. and she relayed this story to me, and I think she was trolling me a little bit. She said um, she said, one of your World of Warcraft parents called, and 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 I was like and I I couldn't read her expression I was like oh, no. <laughs> what happened passed. I'm busted somebody knows I'm playing games at work right <laughs> and she said she's concerned because her son is going from the middle school to the high school next year and they don't have this program there and how is he going to keep rooted and engaged in school when he gets to high school yeah. and at the same time it was a celebration it was also a heartbreak because yeah like yeah they weren't
0: so going to have that, it that that thing doesn't exist there so um, now was this a class or exciting. this was this was a club yeah, yeah. right you st- you started as a club and then moved it into a class is that correct yeah
1: yeah so so based off of the club the after school experience um, the the principal came to us and and she said um you know this is amazing because this student over here and she's pointing out a student he said won't engage in his language arts class. This one didn't start coming to school regularly until they got into this program. And now they're showing up every day, their attendance is gonna, you know, and this, and how do we take regular school day? And so um, Craig and I um, sat, sat down and, and said, okay, what are we gonna do? Um, again, that charmed life sort of thing happened. I had been sharing this on social media and um, I had a person that I didn't even know reach out to me and said, Hey, I'm following your work. I think it's awesome. And we would like to fund it.
0: <laughs> like, Whoa. What?
1: Uh, and, and she says, and also I have a level 70 paladin on such as, <laughs> and like, so
0: she's also uh, So she completely really gets it. Get yes.
1: It. Right. And, and so uh, we got a grant um, that funded the program for, for an additional two years um, funded the development of a curriculum Um, And so Craig and I co-wrote the curriculum aligned to um, language arts standards, um, but focused a lot on leadership, uh, social skills, um, building and things like that for students. Um, And then part of the the deal was once that that curriculum was written, we put it out online for anybody who wanted to follow us in our crazy footsteps um, to do it.
0: Yeah, so that's important for everyone. All this curriculum is on Lucas's website, and I'll yeah. put, put the link. You'll, you'll have the link in the video. Just check at the bottom. You can get it. Get all the links for this stuff, and he it's free for everyone. So, yeah. you know, I, I tell people, you keep talking about, like, oh, I went to my principal. She didn't understand this, but she thought it was a cool idea so I keep finding as I'm talking to people about esports and gaming and stuff that there are three kinds of people there are people who completely get it they play the games they're like yes this is awesome very rarely do I have a gamer that's against it they're like oh I could totally see the application of this you know using games for learning or something like that then I have the people like your principal who they're like I don't understand this at all but I see the big picture and see how this is real uh, could be a really cool idea then I have the people that literally will tell me. Me to my face i hate gaming i hate video games and i don't think that it's appropriate to even have this anywhere near education mm-hmm. and so do you deal with any of that kind of big push have you have you dealt with those people like what do you i know there's only so much you can do you can't change someone's sure. mind but are you dealing with those people or um, where occasionally yeah
1: um occasionally uh, it, it's actually much rarer than i ever thought it would be um I think enthusiasm um, and 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 knowledge can sell a lot. Um, I, I recommend any educator who's willing, to, who, who's interested in pushing into this space um, in in uncharted territory, needs to do a couple of things. One, um, read up, um, read James G. Um, and and authors like that. Um, yeah, read, read, um, get the rationale behind it and and look at how it connects to pedagogy. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those guys. uh, G and then Mark Princey's got some books a little less academic but certainly um, you know worthwhile and there's just there's a lot of literature there's
0: research out there showing what
1: this oh yeah Kurt Squire bunch guys like that I mean just fantastic stuff so so do a little reading about it Um, and and so so you're going. I say armed, um, you know, but go in armed. That's the first thing. And then you want to get your it staff on board as well. Uh, so, so start courting them because you might end up asking them to, to install some things that are kind of un, like, that's a little, not typical, you know, I need you to open up steam yeah. so we can download these games and such. You, you want to kind of work through that, but yeah. the number one is sell it for me. Um, two things, one, see if you can convince them to start as a club clubs are safe places and mm-hmm. call it a pilot yeah whatever you will because a lot of administrators are okay with
0: failure within that context
1: it's a club it didn't work sure out. they uh, didn't inv-
0: really invest anything writer. maybe you used a room that you already had all that kind of stuff you yeah. know no harm no foul
1: yeah use what you have um and then beyond that um if you can get that started then invite them in Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I will, I will, unashamed. I'm not ashamed of saying that I will front load my student participants. You guys have to sell this. All right. And so I want you to be able to say when somebody comes out like, okay, but you're just playing a game. What are you really learning? Give them something. Talk about how you're developing leadership skills and how you're reading more than you ever did before and how, and, and let them see you excited about it because once parents skeptical parents Principals, administrators, other teachers see that. That has been the thing that has has shifted um, a lot of their mindsets, is they, yeah. they need to see it, because it's hard for a teacher. I think all teachers, all educators, love seeing engaged students. It just you you know when you walk into a space that when there's engagement going on, regardless of what the context is, they're engaged, and so these students. Being engaged in these environments, the energy and the discussion and the and, and all that that's going on has been the best seller for me of anything. Yeah, when no. That in, they're like, I want my classroom to look like this. Well, yeah, I you help. know,
0: my first esports competition that we had, I invited a bunch of faculty and administrator, and I told them, hey, come check it out, and. Uh, when they walked in the room, I don't know what they necessarily pictured. I'm not sure I knew what to expect for our, right. first, our first one, you know, at UNCW. And uh, when they saw like a hundred kids not goofing around, not partying actually being you know they were ready for a, a tournament a competition and mm-hmm. feeling that energy and they were like oh my god this is amazing i took a bunch of video i sent it around and people were like oh my goodness like that mm-hmm. was the craziest thing I, I just they didn't know what to expect and couldn't believe that there was this energy and this seriousness and this is a whole community of people that sometimes this is like what they do they're not that they play video games all the time but it's it's a part of their life it's a part of what they enjoy mm-hmm. a Part of what that makes them happy. So figuring out how we can utilize that as educators is an amazing thing. So yeah, absolutely. So you guys moved on to some other games. You've done some other things. You guys moved into Minecraft, and you're still using Minecraft for a bunch of things. What kind of stuff are you guys doing with Minecraft? I saw you had like a camp. You've had some camps. I I guess you didn't really have them this summer, but you've had some camps and done some cool things. Oh, really?
1: Yes. What? So so again, the the beauty of of the platform, right? um and and being flexible um our our new phrase in public education these days with everything going on is blessed are the flexible because (laughs) because when you're flexible you can do anything and um so minecraft was was sort of the next logical step um after the world of warcraft thing and it's sort of like once you've done world of warcraft anything's possible sure i mean that was like a like a no brainer early on. And so we started using Minecraft in education back in, I think it was 09. Yeah. Was when we introduced it in the district, uh, early in the early Java days. Um, and then um, thank goodness Joel Levin and all his great work with Minecraft, uh, EDU came mm-hmm. along and and then of course, uh, Microsoft has, has bought it and just taken a run with it and doing great yep. things. So it, it's just, The beauty of Minecraft is that it's such a flexible platform uh, with such a low barrier to entry. You can literally, I'm telling you, give me any curriculum and I'll create you Minecraft lessons or lessons in Minecraft based around that (laughs) curriculum. So um, for for us, you you mentioned the camps. Um, I've run um, Minecraft camps and we are actually doing game design within Minecraft. Yeah, definitely. So, So that's the premise of the camps that I've been running face to face for several years. Well, we were poised to, to launch that camp for the fourth year um, this year. And of course, everything changed with, with the virus and, and all that. So um, we, we pivoted and um, moved all of our camps to virtual formats. The so ones that could translate well, Minecraft was, I had to think differently about it. Um, you know, realizing that I'm not going to be able to have all of my students in the same room at the same time. But what we did instead was I said, okay, regardless of what platform you have, if you have Minecraft in some form or another, um, you can can do this. And and then basically took a challenge-based approach. So each week I opened up new challenges for them and encouraged them to share the things that they were creating um, with each other. And I had students from um, late elementary all the way up to early high school in the same space learning from each other, encouraging each other, like, hey, that's really cool, I like how you did that, how you tackled this week's challenge, and, and things like that, and it was, it was a great experience.
0: So you guys did a camp virtual, which I think is pretty cool because it's, you know, that's one of the cool things about gaming in general is we can, you know, coronavirus has impacted us a lot, but we can still do a lot of the things we weren't doing. So how is how is this virus impacting your job coming up for this school year? Like, what do you I mean? I know it I know it messed everyone up in the spring, but now we've had a little we've had a little time to plan at least somewhat to be a little more prepared than the spring semester. So what like what's going on? What's going on with your job this fall?
1: So, so well. First off, I have to sh- I give a shout out to to my my the teachers that I work with in my district and, and teachers everywhere really who are just absolutely,
0: amazing
1: yeah. Because they it, it's so incredibly hard, um, but they they adapted to that challenge um, in the spring when and just suddenly finding themselves having to do remote learning. Um, ours here were were just amazing, and so that that kind of like okay, this is what it looks like emergency. Wise. So then, we've had the summer. Then, at least at the district level, to say, okay, we did an emergency in an emergency mode. What would it look like to be more intentional yeah. about it? And so we we have been um, really doubling our efforts with our teachers, um, some best practices, um, and then really working to help people understand that um, equity issues amongst students are not so, are are sometimes invisible when they're in the classroom, but when they're in their homes, we can't assume anything. Um, and so planning with that in mind, and how do you do that? And so that's, that's really where we are right now. So our teachers are hard at work. Uh, we're launching in our school district. We're actually launching the first, I think five to six weeks. We're going to be virtual and yeah. then we're going to reassess. Yeah. I think that's what um, everyone's
0: kind of yeah, mostly. And, doing. and they
1: are, they're currently developing for that. And, um, it's hard. It's hard work. Um, at the same time, they probably, I probably have a, a crosshairs on me at some point uh, here with all the things that I'm associated with in this district, but uh, we're also transitioning our learning management system um, at midway through the year. And so there, there's that as well. <laughs> so, so we're getting them prepped. Um, and then you know, with an eye toward what are our families' needs, what what how do we simplify this for busy working families um, to make it something that um, is not overwhelming? It is no more overwhelming than it has to be, um, you know? And that that's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. It it's not it's not what teachers. Are used to they they want to see those smiling faces yeah i mean we, i want to
0: send my kids i want to send my i have three you know three elementary school age kids and like i want to send them but we're not and it's funny because we're doing a similar thing in my district where they've said uh the first nine weeks are going to be virtual and you guys are doing five to six and everyone's doing their own thing but i keep thinking in my head we're not going back until the spring semester I, my. i just don't see how don't it's possible know. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) I mean, I I would love it to happen, but I just, I don't see it happening. With cold and flu coming up and everything else, it's like, I just... The
1: the news is not encouraging of the schools that have already opened.
0: Yeah, uh, that's... And it's like, uh, you know, it's so, yeah, we have to see what happens and hope for the best and all that stuff. But man, it's a, it's an odd situation in education right now. And how, how all of a sudden, like we as educators are impacting the rest of the world, like economy. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like parents are like, wait, my kid has to be home. I have to work. Like what? And we, we put parents into a odd situation and there's so much happening that it's like just craziness that something, it's something that one year ago, no one would have ever, ever foreseen, predicted, planned mm. for. And it's just unbelievable. So yeah. anyway, COVID, yeah, crazy stuff. So, right. <laughs> okay, so getting back into some other topics here. So you have something called... Which I thought was really, really, really interesting when I was checking out because I I did stalk you before the uh, interview (laughs) to try to find out, try to find. I do this with everyone. I try to find out like, well, what what other stuff like what are you working on? What are you doing going through your resume? All that kind of stuff. Um, You have something called Epic Academy. Oh, yeah. Now, I found this interesting because this isn't for students right epic academy is for teachers and basically teachers can they go on to epic academy and let me get let me see tell me if i have this correct so teachers go on to epic academy it's all online they go on and they can take like tutorials like there's a tutorial like how to use a piece of software like how Mm -hmm. to use twitter how to use microsoft word or whatever it is there's all kinds of different tutorials on there which are created by other teachers that you've Mm -hmm given access to to create and as the teachers move through this each tutorial like let's say they take the twitter one they learn how to do certain things and each time they do certain things they get badges and you're awarding them awards so almost like making it like a big online game for educators is that yep. you, do i have this correct because i tried to research hey, you got it, it. Yeah. and i was like is this yeah. what's happening so how you how'd you, that's, that's how'd you come up it. with how'd you come up with that
1: Okay. So again, it's sort of like the the cause and effect. Um, One of the things that uh, I I was at a games learning and society event um, early on in in my career. And um, I heard a guy talking about this idea called gamification and and this Mm -hmm. idea that he had taken his college course and instead of using traditional points it'd use experience points sure. and had achievements and badges. And I thought, it's just like the light bulbs. I'm like, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> and so with the World of Warcraft, um, in wow in school um, project, that was one of the things that we said, OK, we're ditching traditional uh, grading for this. Let's try that here, too. I mean, again, if you're doing World of Warcraft in the classroom, you can do anything. Yeah, but let's let's do that. And and so um, around that time, uh, doctors uh, Lisa Dolly and Chris Haskell at Boise State University launched a tool uh, at the time called 3D Game Lab. And uh, I, I knew Lisa from some Second Life PD education stuff and, and some contacts there. And she reached out to me. She said, I have, a, I have a platform you might be interested in. Would you like to take a look at this? I think it will do some of the things that, that you're wanting to do. And, and absolutely it checked off every box of the kinds of things that we were trying to figure out how to manage in things like Google spreadsheets and how, how are you gonna keep up with their, their points and their achievements and their progress. In, in a very ultimately clunky way, um, in in Google spreadsheets, and so um, it, it worked great. Students loved it. I, I we even had other teachers um, in the school district pick it up as a as a method of delivering instruction because it's built around this idea called quest-based learning, the idea of a quest that that I have this opportunity, the option to to do as a learner, I can go and select something. And I complete that quest, I learn about something, and then it unlocks something new for me to do. And so that's the big idea, is that all of the learning quests, whether I'm learning Twitter or um, Google Docs or, or whatever it is, are a series of quests that build on each other, that take you deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole of a particular tool, and that ultimately just like a quest in World of Warcraft, I have to go out and collect the hides of these wolves that are threatening my my village. I have to go and bring those back and say, here they are to get credit for that quest. Well, the same concept is true here. We talk about Twitter, we talk about how to use Twitter search, we walk people through a quest to set up a Twitter account and flesh it out. Um, and then ultimately, um, they participate in um, Twitter chats based on their subject area, whatever it is that they work in, whether it's ELA or, or science or, or exceptional sure. children or whatever, and, and show artifacts of that screenshots and et cetera. And it's like, yeah, okay. If you can do all those things for me personally, you have, you've have satisfied what I would want any educator to know about Twitter. Here's your badge um, that says that, we Surrey County Schools says that you can do all of these things. So your and teachers are getting
0: like credit for this from the school. Yeah. So it, it counts for credit. And now is this only yeah. so, for so teachers there's... at your school too?
1: What's that again? Is this Sorry. only
0: for teachers in your district?
1: Um, at, at currently, uh, it, it, the program itself is. However, uh, we are in the process and, and have released pretty much all of that content um, online for anybody to
0: to use. Gotcha. Yeah, because I thought I saw all of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so um, so there's two there's two um, two actual reward systems in there. There's there's the badge um, that teachers get. So that's that's a that's an electronic uh, badge micro credential that they can put in their online backpack. But there's also um, uh, the experience points that they earn for completing the quests in a quest chain. Those then get converted into continuing education units which they do to maintain their license so we have we have divorced or separated the the badge itself from the ceus and gotcha because it gets it's kind of square peg round hole with me and i've kind of resisted like really attaching those two things together
0: yeah 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 that makes sense okay so you're doing all this crazy stuff like a lot yeah do you, so I don't want to ask you about money, but are you getting, do you get any, is this all just part of your job or are you like making money from stuff? Cause I think you uh, deserve it and I don't want, <laughs> you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but uh, I'm, just, a, it, I'm just, I'm no, just a curious, mind. it's a curious yeah. question.
1: Yeah. No, I don't mind at all. Um, so every once in a while I'll get some small, like little consulting gig here or there, but, yeah. but for the most part, no, it, it's part of my job. Um, in an age of, of teachers pay teachers.
0: Yeah, which, which is one of the reasons I mean, why I ask. I don't, like, I
1: don't fault people for that entrepreneurial thing. I, look, we ha- as educators, we have enough going on as it is. Let me give it away. If the, if you can use it as an educator or as a school district or a, a someone who's charged with professional development or whatever, kind of like I am, then I am happy to give it away. The only thing I ask is for attribution. And and really, that's not attribution so much for me, at, at least in the case of Epic Academy, as it is for all of the teachers who are also contributing sure. content, because this gives them an opportunity to be leaders sure, um, and, and contribute to the field. And so all of the quests and things that we give away with Epic Academy at the bottom, there's a there's a uh, footnote or whatever that says, this is the teacher who developed this, here's their Twitter handle, go follow them, connect with them because they're awesome.
0: Yeah. And in some ways, you know, there are, you know, I, I always find that advantage, like there's advantageous to get your stuff out there and maybe you don't charge for it, but maybe money finds you in a different way. As you said, a consulting yeah. gig or someone wants you to speak or something like that. You know, it's I, like I put all my YouTube tutorials on YouTube for free. I mean, they're just on there. And I, I I, just wrote a book this summer, an instructional design book, and I put the free PDF on my website or you can buy it for $9 on Amazon, which is the cheapest they charge because they, you know, they're paying for shipping and printing. Sure. So, you know, I'm not gonna make any money from it, but I figured, this is just knowledge. It should be out there for everyone. And maybe I will get some notoriety from giving, for giving it away. Like maybe I'll get more people who couldn't have access to it or wouldn't have mm-hmm. maybe picked it up. Now they are. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it's a not a bad thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of there with you like doing the same yeah. kind of thing, you know, yeah. just putting stuff and, out and there. I'm,
1: you know, I'm not, I'm not struggling, you know, it's, it's not. you know, it's the district takes care of me and Um, and and all that. And, and I'm just, I'm so, um, excited that I get to do this kind of work and weave it in to, to all the other responsibilities that I have in my role in the school district.
0: Now I was checking out your setup that you've got, have you at home you have one of those yeah. i saw you got the double monitors you got the light ring you've got another light again yeah. you're posting pictures on facebook i, I <laughs> this is one i actually noticed a long time i think i even commented on the photo when you yeah, first yeah. posted it a long time ago so it's a great setup so what kind of system are you running like what do you I, i'm always curious what people are you know because so, i'm all the tech i'm always curious about what you've got going on there so, so what's funny is, is that we're back in the office now and I've had to relocate all that stuff to my office. So oh, so now you're back. So now, right now you've put it back. So that was coronavirus making it at home, bringing yeah. it back.
1: And coronavirus. And so it was sort of like, well, okay, here's my excuse, my excuse to buy some things that I really want. Yeah, to buy. sure. I need a ring light. I need yes. a green screen, you know, those kinds of things. Okay. So um, anyway, so I, 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 bought some of that stuff one, because I thought, Okay, I'm going to be in the mode of there's going to be a lot of video production now. One of my best ways, I can't do workshops face to face, so why not create videos? Yeah. And I have been also flirting with the idea of wouldn't it be awesome to deliver instruction in the same format that Twitch streamers do. Like yeah. why not why not set up a Twitch stream but mm-hmm. it's for educators and how-tos and stuff like that. And there's not
0: a lot so, of that out there. It, there's not OBS. a lot of educators on Twitch
1: yeah they're interesting i've noticed an increase in the science and technology channel. yes there's a lot of folks like all around the world streaming their stuff and i'm like this is cool this is really awesome so um i thought i downloaded obs
0: mm-hmm. and and learned how to use that which is so cool awesome um, piece of software i love obs and it's free and it's free. it's, 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 it's um, so powerful and yeah it's, i mean that's it's what amazing. i'm using right now this how I've set this, this, oh, that's how this. I'm recording our our Zoom call. Okay. I use OBS. Awesome. I use OBS to record it because it's yeah. such a it's so much better than the Zoom record feature. It's actually right. high def. It's awesome. I love OBS.
1: So, so the, you know, it, I got the green screen. I invested in a, a nicer microphone, yeah. um, webcam, and the ring light and, and that sort of stuff. And, um, and so I've started producing videos for my teachers and for students mm-hmm. um, using that sort of look and feel that you might see on a Twitch stream, yeah. you know, and, and, and I, can, I can adjust that on the fly and everything. So, so at home, I was running off of my, um, I built my own um, computer there nice. a few years ago. Uh, it's getting a little age on it now, but, um, you know, built around gaming. Um, and right now I'm running all, all of this off of MacBook Pro. Uh, my district magic pro um so after i had to buy 500 different dongles to make it work yeah uh, <laughs> thank you apple um uh, but finally got you know got everything connected and working and set up like i wanted to so uh yeah that's that's kind of the setup people walk by my office and they are like they look in the like Dude, what? And then they just shake their head and they keep walking.
0: Yeah, I got so, the same thing. People like see like big lights and multiple monitors everywhere. Yeah. And my office at home now because I I I did have two monitors. Now I've I've upgraded to a third because of COVID and I have I still have my same camera, mic. I fortunately had a lot of the stuff before the virus hit, so I didn't have to mm-hmm. like rush to try to get. I have two green screens here that I can manipulate how i want to and yeah i'm more of the youtube for some reason i don't know i just started that so now it's like i have the audience and stuff in youtube so it's been difficult for me to also go to twitch Um, but i do use it for my gaming i stream games and i stream games for my esports club using obs on twitch and have a lot of fun with that it's it's kind of cool so what's hell yeah what's um future i see you guys are doing some esports stuff like what's what's kind of what, what what do you see like the next few years like the you big projects you getting involved with
1: that eSports is, is a space that I would love to push in uh, into more and more um, that that's probably I have probably reached some of my biggest barriers with eSports and it's not about the games and the content of the games it's really just about the funding yeah I mean logistics uh-huh. um, and, and people and really people power um, yeah what, what, what I what I would love to see in my school district is um, is an eSports team or teams at each of our, our major high schools yeah and, and that they' are at least competing with each other but also through you know play versus yeah or the high school leagues. or somebody like that that they are also competing with other schools. Um, the, the challenge is is that as much as I would like to be the person who sponsors that, I can't be in all those places at the same sure, time. Sure, that's and a full.
0: That becomes a full time job.
1: It really does, and and so we we need coaches, we need people. Uh-huh. But what I what I've learned is is that educators, especially in our continue, we, we're con- keep getting cut and cut and cut um, in, in K twelve education in North Carolina. That we can't offer some of those enriching kinds of things that we could otherwise, because the teachers that we have are already overcommitted. Sure, as it is. Um, and, and so that's a li- that's been a little bit of a challenge for me. Uh, part, part, of, part of me just says, just put me back in the K-12 classroom <laughs> and then I'm, I'm teaching my content and then I can be the, the yeah. person, you know, um, that that would be that would be awesome. Maybe I'll do that after I retire. <laughs> um, but but, you know, this this I think esports is somewhere I am pushing right now. I've been doing it as a summer club or yeah. a summer camp. Uh, We ran our first eSports camp last year, and um, I had 12, I think it was 12, students um, sign up, which was amazing. I didn't know I'd have any. Um, That's with very little marketing, Um, and we had an absolute blast, and I have no doubt that had we been able to run an eSports club face-to-face or camp face-to-face this past year, it would have been amazing we've also been doing some esports i I do get to be the sponsor of the game club at our early college and we do role play games dungeons and dragons tabletop, you know all that esports and stuff and so we have a big um, smash tournament with several other early colleges um, from around the area
0: yeah i saw you post some pictures of your smash i remember you had a smash tournament like a few absolutely
1: fantastic yeah, it was so much fun. It was, inc- the, the energy was incredible. Um, it, it got, you know, I, it's funny because they stopped some of the other events that they were doing. So they would do like indoor soccer and some yeah. things. Everything stopped for our final match. <laughs> and, and everybody packed in the cafeteria to watch. And it was actually one of our students and, and a student from, I believe it was Stokes County Schools, um, early college who were competing in that final match. And the energy in the room was palpable. It yeah. was so amazing. We put it up on the screen. I actually had one of our students, I said, I really need somebody to shout cast I wish we yeah. had a shout cast. He's like, I'll, I'll try it. And I thought, oh, well, this could go either way. Because that's not <laughs> something you just do. Yeah, he just absolutely nailed it. It was fantastic. And um, and that just drove up the energy level to the next you know, up higher and higher, and and then when it, it got down to, I mean, it was neck and neck, final match, um, and the and and when our student won, uh, <laughs> and so when uh, Samuel won, I mean, it just erupted into this roar in the cafeteria. It was deafening roar in the cafeteria, and I don't have any problems. I don't. I won't have to convince any of the adults. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah
0: yeah that's really cool it's kind of reminds me you know because we do a lot of smash that's kind of our in-house game that we do for Mm -hmm. you know because we have teams at the college level but our in-house tournaments are mostly games like smash that are perfect for that and yeah i saw some of the video of your tournament the shoutcaster did sound really good it's amazing how these kids like they're watching these videos at home all the time like they are learning how to do this and they all of a sudden my seven-year-old can get on youtube and he imitates Preston or whoever he watches. He'll he'll get on because that I, I let my kids make their own YouTube videos when they're like playing mm-hmm. Roblox or something. They don't do it often, but every once in a while, and he'll get on and he'll be like, "Hey guys, um, you know, I, I'm gonna do if you if I get five likes during this video, I'm gonna do this, and like just this is part one, and, and if I get three subscribers, I'm gonna make a part 2 Like they're just re, they're really emulating what they see and some yeah. of the really good qualities of what the YouTubers are doing that are good for kids like they're they're learning from it and they can almost get on and do it it's really cool to watch i like that a lot yeah
1: yeah it's 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 awesome uh my my uh my youngest daughter um has started a youtube channel and and she found out it was a lot more work yes it's 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 work it really
0: is it's not just it's not just recording for fun you you have to produce and edit and plan and get lighting
1: and sound and you know it, it's it was it's been a challenge. She's done a few videos, but um, you know it's uh, it, it's something that that's it's accessible to yeah. them, and and um, and I think that culture, you know, the YouTube streaming TikTok culture, um, we have to adjust to it. Yeah, um, absolutely. We really do, um, and um, and and I think when we do when we adapt um, some of that. Uh, and kind of co-opt some of that methodology for our instruction. I think it'll be effective.
0: Yeah. No. I I think we. I I think even in like a f- field of instructional technology, I see people asking, well, what kind of camera should I use? And I'm thinking, ask any 14 year old kid, and they can tell you nice. because they know exactly what kind of camera that Dan TDM has. They know the mic yep. that Dan TDM has. They know the monitors he has. They can tell you the setup, how to do it, what chant like they can. It's just unbelievable. And I don't just want to say it's just that these kids, they're young and they know, like they know everything, but it's their culture. Like they are yeah. literally part of this tech revolution where they don't watch TV. They watch YouTube and Twitch mm-hmm. and It's just a whole Absolutely. different, whole different thing than when I was a kid and had six channels on the TV that I could choose from, <laughs> right? <laughs> like 1985, they have right. they have YouTube and they can pick and it's cool. So anyway, um, Lucas, it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's been good. So uh, guys, I'm gonna put Lucas's bio down in the video so you can read his full bio. Um, also his contact information and everything like that. so be sure to follow him on you know his various social media platforms. And later everyone, see you, Lucas. All right. See you guys. take care.